Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. It says, and God said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? God had not spoken up unto this point. God has not explained the what nor the why of this encounter. God has not given him any context as to why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. God has not given him any descriptions, any advice any direction. He just brings him and shows him and lets him decide on his own. He simply lets him come to what you and I would call the rational conclusions of what we are witnessing. But when God speaks finally and he asks, can these bones live? Ezekiel can only respond out of Respect and deference to the one who is asking. And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. It is an answer of respect. Is it an answer of one who is used to being the servant of the one who is all-powerful? Is the answer to one who has seen a few things, has witnessed a few things, who knows that his God is powerful, who knows that his God is almighty, but who also knows that he's looking at a valley of dry bones. Who is also very aware in his own human understanding that this seems like the worst of the worst. This seems like the most hopeless of hopeless situations. This seems like there are no possibilities left for this predicament. But God says, can these bones live? And out of deference to the Almighty, he says, God, only thou really knowest. I want to declare the point of my preaching at this moment today. I believe that God is wanting to give us a vision of the possibility Possibilities in our lives. I believe that God is wanting to show us the limitless nature of his saving power. And I believe that before we leave this place today, that no one will step up onto this platform and declare themselves to be a prophet. But I do believe there will be many who will declare the word of the Lord over a dark situation, who will declare the word of the Lord over a desperate and a dead situation. I believe you're going to declare it over your life, declare it over your family, and declare it over your community. I believe there are people that are in this house right now that under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the power of the name of Jesus will declare the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to show us the limitless nature. Hallelujah. Of his power. Ezekiel answered how most mere humans would answer in this situation. But God is not looking for us to know that he knows. Today in this place, God is wanting us to know for ourselves what is possible. I'm trying, I want us to understand that there is a vast difference. 
there is a vast difference between saying, God, I know you know, and saying, God, I know. <laughs> it's a vast difference between saying, God, I know with you all things are possible, into saying, I believe all things are possible. Oh, hallelujah. You see, faith is never about what God can do. Faith is about what we believe God can do. Oh, hallelujah. It's not about what God can do because God can do anything. God can do everything. Oh, hallelujah. I don't think we should, if, if, should we really still be questioning God's ability to do anything when he spoke out, uh, amen, into the darkness and the void and said, let there be light, uh, and there was light, uh, amen, uh, when he separated the heavens uh, from the earth, when he brought the animals into existence, uh, meltdown in the dust of the earth, uh, created man and breathed into man uh, a living soul. Uh, should we be questioning God's ability to do anything uh, when he brought me out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light, uh, when I've got chains left in a pile behind me that used to hold me but they don't hold me anymore when my mind is clear when it used to be full of confusion when I've got vision when before all I had was pain I don't think there's any reason left to decide to wonder if God can do it faith is not about what God can do it's about what you believe God can do there is no doubt God can heal and deliver, provide or save. We know God can. But do we believe God can? And do believe we will see it today? The bones are very many. Somebody say very many. The bones are very many. The truth of the matter is apostolic Pentecostal Christian the truth of the matter is, guests with us today, welcome, God bless you. The truth of the matter is that when our eyes are open, we will see them everywhere. When your eyes get open, you will see dry bones everywhere you look. They are in our neighborhoods. They are on our jobs. They're in the supermarket. They're in our schools. They are strangers they are acquaintances, they are friends, and they are family. But when your eyes are open, oh, hallelujah. This, by the way, is why so many never step in to declaring the word of God or let themselves become a voice that could even prophesy because with anything of that level, there comes a burden attached. Oh, the majority of the prophets that you read about uh, in Scripture at some point in the text, it will use the phrase, this is the burden of. This is the burden of Jeremiah. This is the burden of. The burden was that they saw what everyone else couldn't see. And so they understood what everyone else didn't understand. And because they could see it, they knew that they had to do something about it. Because a weight would rest upon them. That's why the prophets would so passionately cry out to Israel and say, repent. Turn back to God. Get away from your idols. It wasn't just because 
It was their calling to preach something. It wasn't just because this is what they did with their free time. It was because they had a vision and they looked around and they saw a bunch of dry bones. They saw people who were dead, who thought they were alive, who were naked, who thought they were clothed, who were blind, but thought they could see. And a burden rested upon them and they would prophesy. I've come to tell somebody in this house today, if you don't prophesy, at least you need to get to the point this morning where your eyes are open and you realize we're surrounded by dry bones. We got to go to our workplace knowing I'm surrounded by dry bones and into our classrooms and into our supermarkets and our apartment buildings and say I'm surrounded by dry bones. We have to see it. We have to see it. And there may be some here today that may even get a good look in the mirror. And when God opens your eyes and he pulls back the deception of the devil, you will see nothing but a pile of dry bones staring back at you. You'll have a revelation that I am not living. I'm not living the life. That I was created to live. Oh, hallelujah. Lifeless, given up, without hope, nothing to stand on or look forward to, trying to suck the life out of the meaningless offerings of sin. People faking that they still even believe the facade of this world's putrid pleasures. Faking that they even believe the facade. It's amazing how many times a phrase like that has come out of my mouth the last six months. When I typed it this week, I thought to myself, man, I've said something like that a lot recently. I believe we are living in an age where we are dealing with people that are no longer deceived by the facade of sin. But since they don't have any other option and they don't know what else to do, they just they continue to fake as if it's wonderful. When I have conversations with people who are living in sin, and when you get them in a, a, a private environment or you get them alone, and all of a sudden the tears start to flow down their cheeks and all of a sudden the honesty starts to come out and all of a sudden they start to tell you about how hurting they are and how broken they are but everyone else just sees them acting like life is so great and everyone else just sees them acting like things are so wonderful and their social media account makes it look like they're as happy as they could be and they're enjoying doing what they've always done on the weekends and they're enjoying their marriage is wonderful and their kids are wonderful but here they are looking me in the eye with tears in their eyes talking about how horrible it is and how they wish it could be different and how they wish it could change but they're still faking as if the facade is having doing anything from I'm telling you we're living in a world that is open their eyes are open to the deception the problem is they don't know where to go for the light they don't know where to go for the life they don't know who to turn to until 
somebody who has got the Holy Ghost and the name of Jesus and the word of God will step out into a valley full of dry bones and say, I've come to declare the word of the Lord. Until somebody will slip up next to them at work and come close and say, the Lord loves you. He's ready to help you. Before they'll walk up to someone on the street, a stranger on the street, and walk up to a stranger and show them love and say, I believe God can turn your life around. And at first they're going to look back at you and they're going to act as if, why would you dare say that to me? But don't you fall for that trick. And don't you listen to the lies of the devil that you got it wrong. See the valley. See the valley. See the bones. There were very many, he says, very many dry bones are everywhere. They're everywhere we look. Dry bones fill up your TV screens, your videos, your gaming, and your sports, and your news, and your social media. It's, it's difficult when God opens our eyes because what we see changes everything. What we see changes everything. So very many they were, and in an open valley. The words used here give the imagery that the bones are not where they're supposed to be, as we would understand. They are not collected together six feet under. They are not hidden by the soil. Ezekiel does not have to dig down to find them. It is not a representation of the normal process of death. I need you to get this. It's not a valley full of people who just got old and eventually died. It is not the normal representation of people who just die in the process of life. And here there was a great burial ground. No, this is not what this is. This is dry bones strewn across the surface of the valley. Clearly evident to be seen. Clearly evident to be seen. Because no funeral has been had. And no prayer has been prayed. And no family has cried some tears and then moved on. This is representative of life taken by sin. This is the destruction. This is what we live amongst. It's a wide open valley full of dry bones. You see, the devil doesn't have them hidden away. He doesn't have them locked up. He doesn't have them protected by a horde of demons somewhere. You know why? Because he's done with them. Oh, hallelujah. Because he's done with them. 
Because he's convinced he has them for eternity. Because he came into their life to steal and to kill and to destroy, and he has accomplished that. And he has left them devastated to the fact that he doesn't even see the need to keep his eye on them anymore. Oh, hallelujah. He hung around a while while they were suffering until they seemed, in his opinion, to be unsavable. He stayed as long as he thought was necessary. His demons protected the valley, and they watched over the bones until it seemed like there was really no reason to be there anymore. For surely the hope is completely gone. When the last bird has taken the last piece of flesh off of the last bone, and when the sun has had years to bleach them white, the devil finally just moved on from the valley and said, surely these people are unsafe savable. He just leaves them scattered now in this valley for all to see. Why would he need to worry? They're just dry bones. Very, very dry bones. Amen. Why would he need to work on them? Why would he need to still mess with them? Why would he still try to deceive them when there is absolutely no hope? And in that type of environment and in that situation, God is asking a shocking question of of us here today can these bones live oh hallelujah oh hallelujah Amen. Uh, they're not just dabbling in sin. Sin has so devastated them uh, that Satan's moved on. Uh, he's convinced. Uh, he's got them. Uh, there's no hope for them. Uh, it's just, uh, there's nothing anybody can do. Uh, Satan uh, in his ignorance uh, is still thinking uh, that once they're dead, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, that it's all over. But we're not talking about real life death here. We're talking about spiritual death. Uh, and the thing that Satan always forgets uh, is that God is life. The thing that Satan always seems to forget is that it was God who first breathed into man a living soul. He forgot it at Calvary. When he heard it is finished, he thought he had won. When they took his body down and sealed the tomb, he thought it was over. But he always seems to forget that my God is life. And life, hallelujah, is not ever stopped by the sinfulness of death. I need somebody to open your eyes today and realize we're standing in a valley full of very dry bones. But God is asking, can these bones live? He's asking you. He's asking you if that family member can live. He's asking you if that co-worker can live. He's asking you if that man or woman stumbling down the street can live. He's asking you if that person, when you talk to them, their eyes are glazed over and their mind is not right because of all of the destruction that the pills have brought into their life and the drugs have brought into their life. He's asking you today, are they gone forever? Are they hopeless? Are they just in a valley full of dry bones? Or can they live can they live there's so many they're everywhere it's a wide open valley and they're just strewn about the surface and the devil the devil has just moved on thinking it's over and once you see it you cannot unsee it and once once you state the obvious like Ezekiel, and you say, oh God, thou knowest. 
Once you say that, then God is going to speak to you again. Because he's not wanting that to be the end of our faith. He's not wanting the end of our faith to just be, well, God, you know. He's going to speak again, and God is going to speak. Ezekiel 37, 4 through 6, again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. I want you to understand something here. This is God speaking. This is God speaking. These are God's words. Ezekiel hasn't said anything. He said, God, thou knowest, and then God said this. God is saying, I will put the complete person back together again. God is declaring, ye shall live. He is speaking it. Ye shall live, resurrected, reanimated, revived, made whole, not some zombie army, but a whole and complete humanity, restored to the fullness of their being, restored to the fullness of their purpose, restored to the fullness of their value. God is speaking these words. You got to hear it though. You got to understand what's about to happen. God, when He speaks it, He says things like this I will. He says, Ye shall. He says, I will lay sinews upon you. I will cause breath to enter. Ye shall live. I will bring up flesh upon you and put breath in you. Ye shall. It's God's word. It's God's decree. It's God's command. It's God's desire. But when God is saying it, it's not happening. Oh, hallelujah. He lays out his plan and purpose for the moment. He's declaring what is about to or could be about to happen in the valley. But it's not happening as God speaks it. I believe that God is calling some people to operate as a vessel today. To be a prophetic voice. Not to take on the office of the prophet. Not to claim to be a prophet. But simply to speak The word of God. Just simply say what God has said. Simply declare what God has already declared. 
Oh, hallelujah. God showed Ezekiel. And then God told Ezekiel. And God is doing that in this place today. We were shown, amen, what this is. Very illustratively by the scripture. We have been told now by the preaching what is going on in this situation, this story. And I believe that what God is doing right now is very powerful. And what we have done up to this point is very powerful but the next part is so crucial because after God says all of this stuff that he declares is going to happen we get to verse 7 where Ezekiel says and so I prophesy oh hallelujah as I was commanded so I prophesy God said it. God declared it. God described it. God showed it to me. He spoke the words. He put those words into my hearing. He put those words into my spirit after he took me to the valley, after he showed me the dry bones, once I got the vision and I felt the burden of it. And then God said, now that you've got all of that, I need you to speak what I tell you to speak. I want us to remember that the Bible declares declares to us in Matthew 7 and it shall be given you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened unto you shall be it may not be open right now but it shall be when when you ask when you seek when you knock when you do what God tells you to do then it shall be opened unto you. I'll remind us that Matthew 21 says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. When you ask it in prayer, when you use your words, amen, to step into the promises of God, you shall receive it. When you care enough to pray, when you're burdened enough to pray, when you got enough weight on you to pray, and say, God, I believe you said it's possible, and so I'm going to pray. And I'm going to believe that it's going to come to pass. Oh, hallelujah. And the psalmist David said in Psalm 5, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee. And then he says, And will look up. That means also it will eagerly watch. David said I'm going to direct my prayer unto you and then I am going to eagerly watch with expectation as you fulfill the promises of your word. I'm going to pray it and believe it and I'm going to see it. I'm going to eagerly watch for my miracle. I'm going to watch for the salvation to come. I'm going to watch for the light to penetrate the darkness oh hallelujah I'm going to speak your word not mine I'm going to declare what you said to declare not what I want I'm going to look at a valley of dry bones and I'm going to tell it I'm going to prophesy what you tell me to say you see God is wanting us to proclaim his words over dry bones today He's wanting us to proclaim his words. 
And so I prophesied. Imagine Ezekiel recounting the story later. Imagine Ezekiel recounting it in a way so that it could be written down for us. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord was upon me. And God was directing me. And all of a sudden, I found myself over this valley full of dry bones. I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand where I was at. I didn't know what God was trying to say because God wasn't saying anything. He was just moving me in and around and through this valley. And he was just causing me to see them from every angle. And I decided after he had shown them to me for a long time that, that there, there, were, there were very many bones and they were, they were, it was a big valley and it was full of them and they were very dry. And I, I can hear him telling this story to some of his peers and some other people and recounting it as it's being written down. They were so dry and, and they were spread out all over the place. And, and then you wouldn't believe what happened next. You wouldn't believe it. I was standing there looking at this and thinking to myself, wow, this is what a devastating thing this is. Uh, what devastation has occurred here. How horrible this is. It's hard to even look at it. Hard to imagine what has happened to these people. What The power of it. The, the horribleness of it. The destruction of it. Uh, and the way of it all. I was thinking about all of that, but you wouldn't believe what God said to me. Then God said, can these bones live? And I didn't know what to say. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I, I had already concluded that this was a hopeless situation. I didn't really even know why I was there. And then God said that, and I was completely confused by the whole thing. So, But I knew God was speaking, so I just said, well, God, I, I, I know that you know. But God, God wasn't satisfied with that. He wasn't satisfied for me to say, Lord, I know that you know. No, he, he said, I, I want you to prophesy. I want you to speak my word. God, I don't know what, I'm, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? This is what you're going to say. You tell him that bone's going to come back to bone. And semen is going to bring bones together. Flesh is going to come and cover. And life, life is going to be breathed back into them again. That's what I want you to say. And then I could see Ezekiel looking at his friends and people around as he's recounting the story and he said I tell you I, I didn't know there wasn't really anything left for me to do there wasn't really anything left for me to question he just told me what to say and, and so I, I prophesied and so I prophesied you prophesied Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones? What did, what did you say? I just said what God told me to say. I 
just said what he declared to be, even though I couldn't see it, even though it wasn't right in front of me. I just thought I might as well operate in faith, the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things I can't, I can't see. But I know he can do it. I know he will do it because he's already said he will do it. If anybody in this place thinks you heard this preacher prophesy a million dollars into your bank account today, you need to get your ears checked. And if you think you heard this preacher prophesy uh, that beautiful woman to fall in love with me uh, or that handsome man uh, to want to marry me, uh, you misheard me today. Uh, but if you've heard this preacher declare unto you, uh, speak the word of the Lord, speak the word of the Lord, speak the word of the Lord, then you've heard me correctly today. God is calling upon his church to step into a realm where we can see the dry bones but where we can also prophesy that the bones shall live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And look at now. As I prophesied, there was a noise and a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I saw it, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them. And the skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. And then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, prophesy son of man prophesy and say to the wind thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live and so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and they stood up on their feet and they were an exceeding great army It didn't happen when God said it. Because God knows what God can do. <laughs> it didn't happen when God declared it. Because God already knows what he can do. But it happened when Ezekiel said, so I prophesied. I need someone to understand this preacher today. When you get to the place where your faith can prophesy to a valley of dry bones, <laughs> you know, you know that you believe. You know that your faith is real. You know that you know that God can and God will. stand with me today I know this is unique I know this is unique I thought perhaps God was giving me a Sunday night message that I was supposed to say until later <laughs> and then I thought well maybe what's happening is, is 
we're going to have a breakout in the morning service. And so then I'll know I'm supposed to preach this in the night service. And God said, no. No, I want everyone that's there on Sunday morning to hear it. I want them to understand. I want them to get it. I want them to at least, if nothing else, I need them to see the valley. They're so distracted. They're so distracted right now by everything else. They're so distracted by the fast pace of society. They're so distracted trying to keep up the media age. They're so distracted by trying to fit in the social aspects. They're so distracted by trying to figure out what they're supposed to think about every new thing that's come along. They're so distracted by the glitz and the glamour and distracted by the pain and the heartache. They're so distracted that they don't see the valley. If nothing else, God's telling us in this place today, apostolic Pentecostal Christian, believer, it's time to see the valley. It's time to have our eyes open and see the dry bones. It's time. We can't quit, keep living in some sort of fantasy world. They're not happy. They don't have peace. They're not strong. They're not content. They're dead, dry bones. beyond that God spoke to me and declares to us today that beyond that if we will see the valley and if we will see the dry bones he's going to give us a word and that word is going to be said in our hearing and then if we will by faith speak that word we're going to see life replace death we're going to see power replace pain and light replace darkness. I'm telling somebody in this place today, uh, we are going to see it happen today. Because our vision, our life, our present, and our future can all be changed when we speak the word of the Lord. When we speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. We understand God's already declared it. He's already declared that repentance still leads to forgiveness. That's already declared word of God. We don't have to wonder if that's possible. We don't have to wonder if it'll work. We don't have to question about repentance. Will I really be forgiven? It's already declared. We can speak that people will love again and laugh again. We can speak that because there is a God who has already declared joy unspeakable and full of glory because there is a God that has already declared peace be still because there is a God that has already declared that every sickness and disease can be healed. I don't have to say, God, you know, I can say in the name of Jesus. 
I pray and prophesy healing. I speak the word of healing. Oh, hallelujah. We don't have to wonder about if addictions can be broken. We already know. We already know that prison cells open and the ground shakes and chains fall off of people. The word is already declared it to be. Don't just believe that God can. Believe that God will. Prophesy the power of God's word to come to pass. And I need you to hear this right before I open these altars. You can prophesy the word of God over your own life. Nobody needs to come to you. Nobody needs to declare themselves to be a prophet and say, thus saith the Lord. Everything that you could possibly need in this life has already been promised in that book. It's already there. You just have to believe that he will. You can prophesy God's word over your own life. I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands and just begin to talk to the Lord a little bit right now. This is a unique message, I understand. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.